This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3352 for Tuesday, the 8th of June 2021. Today's show is entitled HPR 2020 2021 New Year's Eve show episode 4. It is hosted by Hunky Magoo and is about 67 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is the HPR community stops by for a chat. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. I'm still waiting for America to follow the lead of Britain and abandon the imperial system and go to the metric. Yeah, eventually I think we'll probably just fade. I don't think it'll be a drastic change, but we'll fade into using the metric system here in America. Yeah, we already work a weird hodgepodge here because you buy gas in gallons, but you buy soda in two liter bottles. Yeah, in one liters, too. We have those. They have one liter of seltzer here. I just drank it and it's flat, so that's sad. How do you edit text? Vim, Nano, or Emacs? Nano. Yeah. I can never get the uh, hang of Vim. I really should, because that's supposed to be way more efficient. You left out the option of said. You're right. Actually, I prefer G-Edit for most of my text editing. Some of the plugins and coding extensions on there, it actually becomes quite useful. I don't mind Nano when I'm first uh, start installing an operating system on a Pi, but then I usually go to Vim. Makes it easier to edit the config files for me, but then I'm getting I'm used to it. And for a lot of the machines that I deal with, Vim is the only thing that's available to me going into it remotely. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I should really learn it. Learn how or to get how- out of it first. I do know that much. I had to learn that one. <laughs> yeah, colon Q... Colon Q exclamation mark became a very, very popular command. Yeah, I think the first thing when you type in Vim on Google is just Vim how to exit or something like that. How to exit Vim. Colon Q question mark deletes all the changes, though. Well, yeah. If you don't know know how to exit Vim, I think you probably need to uh, just unsave the changes. Yeah, I try to stick with built-in tools and not... Go to any well, not built in, but default install tools. Um, because I can't go to I, I jump to so many different machines, I can't install applications all the time. Yeah, I, I use the same operating system for most of the time, although I've been wanting to switch to Manjaro. I don't switch machines either. Well, I'm dealing with machines literally all over the place. Um, and normally my only connection to them is an SSH session. Yeah, and that's probably why learning Vim is a good idea, because if you ever have to do that sort of thing, you don't really have many options. Yeah, well, that's why I like Sed. Sed makes it real easy, especially if you're going to have to do the same thing at multiple places. Once you learn the commands on there, it becomes easy. And it works great in scripting. Yeah, that too. There's a lot of things I need to learn. I'm still fairly uneducated, I should say. Not uneducated, you just haven't experienced enough problems yet. There you go. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for something not derogatory, not, but, yeah. <laughs> Try not to make fun of myself. Just about every command or language or something I've learned is because I was having to solve a problem. Yeah, that is probably the best way to learn, because I have definitely learned a lot from trying to solve issues. Yeah, my first time having to deal with administering a Solaris system was when I inherited a data center from another from a company that we had acquired. And the uh, two admins who were running it left the company. Oh, no. Got told I was getting about a dozen machines from them. Ended up flying on site and inventorying, and turned out it was like 190-something machines. How do you mess up the numbers like that? Why do you think they aren't there anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's literally like 16 times more. I just had to do the math on that to see how ridiculous it was. It was uh, over 190 machines. They had a 
production, a dev, a test environment, and a, and a QA environment. None of them were documented. Nobody knew who was what. And I couldn't break production while trying to fix things. <laughs> Make it more interesting, I got on site, I was checking things out, and the UPS had a key to keep you from accidentally turning it off or anything. Or I had a, a The UPS had a lock keeping you from turning it off, and I asked him where the keys were. Nobody knew where any of the keys were. Oh my. I'm looking at making my own Firefox start page, but I don't really know how to make it work. Because I can make the web page, you know, the start page, but I don't know how to make it automatically launch on a new tab. Under Firefox, you just set your default home page. Oh. Oh. I didn't know that worked for just hitting the new tab button. There's an option for what to display when you switch to a new tab. Ah. Well. I'm a bit silly. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. The quick way to get to it is about colon preferences. Yeah. And there's a search box right there. Yeah, if you go to about preferences on the left side, the second one down is home, and it says new tab, new windows. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, it just says blank page, actually. There's no option to set it as my own for the new tabs. Do custom Duke. URL. I mean, for new tabs, that only works for home page and new windows. A little further down, there's a drop-down box. Put tabs in the search. It it highlights yellow where you can change your tab options. Ah, thank you. So what is Solaris? Solaris was is a uh, one of the Unix family members. Anywhere closely related to BSD? Mm, cousins, I'd say. I fortunately haven't had to work with it in several years. All right, that's good. I really don't know any BSD. Claudio does. Oh, Moscow happened. Why does that sound like a calamity? <laughs> I guess it's either Firefox Home or nothing for a new tab. Yeah, I haven't had to mess with that in a while, and I'm surprised about that. Yeah, I'm looking at something from their uh, support help page or whatever. I use a plugin called Vim, Vim Vixen, and now let's do a start typing T and then the D for duck, and then I get my new page. Hmm. I've been using um, AutoKey a lot on... Um, Linux, but the problem is it doesn't currently support Wayland. I was looking for some sort of equivalent to AutoKey that works under Wayland. Has anybody seen something like that? What OS uses Wayland? Uh, I'm running Fedora, and you can either go with X, uh, Xorg or Wayland for your display manager. Oh, right. I'm on Fedora, too, and I just never tried out Wayland. By default, the new if you do a clean install on Fedora, now it goes to Wayland unless you've configured it otherwise. I don't know where would I find that information. Let me check. There was a command line option for doing that. Of course, top search is a Stack Exchange link. Sounds about right. That's what I got. So you're running Wayland? Not sure. I have to check still. I must be missing how to find out. All I know is I'm using i3 as the desktop manager. I just posted the command line for it. Just posted the command line for it. If you run that, it should either say X11 or Wayland. It says X11. Okay. Is there an advantage to Wayland? Just they're trying to change performance and all with Wayland. Um, unless you have a reason for it, I'd stick with whatever you currently are running. The big thing is they're trying to build up, uh, increase the performance of the display drivers. Right, and I don't use anything display intensive. I don't really oh. game. I've been using that auto key because you can set up all sorts of um, uh, macros in there. When I connect into these different machines, since I can't install tools... I need to run a bunch of predefined scripts, and I can just quickly run them from there. Okay, added the notes on the X11 check into the right place into the notepad. <laughs> yeah, I had trouble finding the right place to add stuff, too. And you know what? I think I still put it in the wrong place. Uh, I think it's past 21 now. Yeah, I missed uh, it again. again. what I do wrong? The next time zone. Oh, we're already down to Greece? To Third Russia. time's a charm. No, I think it's uh, Iraq. I thought it was uh, Russia. Russia? No, that's that's twenty. Current UTC is twenty one eleven. So I got in the right spot then. I'm not going to say yes because honestly, I could be wrong. We're Americans. We're never wrong. The world just needs to adjust. That's true. You know, I think if aliens invaded, half of America would just say no, they're not. If aliens ever invaded America, we would just say you got to fill out all this paperwork. They would look at us like we were crazy and head back home. Fair enough. I mean, it's one way to get rid of them. But don't they want to vote? Well, they would uh, 
They would, <laughs> they would have to wait about 15 years. No, we'll just send them to Georgia. Pretty sure Georgians would probably kill them all. Are you saying rednecks could take out aliens? If they wanted, they wanted to. to. That was my favorite uh, uh, line in the movie Zombieland, when the guy goes, Thank God for rednecks. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I found the new tab override extension. It's in the show notes and the chat. Thank you, thank you. I was looking at something to do with that extension. I think I might finally found it. You have to like edit the config or something weird. Not really, just add the extension and put the URL you want to open to. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's a lot simpler. You can't make things simple. We'd get confused. Let's just use Arch. It'll make everything complicated. Step on the Arch user toes. I used to use Arch one time. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. I just think it's kind of complicated. Oh, it is. The install, the install. actually is not too bad. You want complicated? We're going to make you use Linux from scratch. Never. <laughs> yeah, an that's... extra pie for that. That's not my thing. If I did do that, I'd buy another Raspberry Pi so I could at least uh, not tie up my machine. I know the Firefox extension I need. I need something that'll track it, tabs that have been open, and if it's been sitting there for more than a half hour without having been touched, close it down. I just went through and I had over 20 different tabs that were open. I have, let me count, uh, like 27. I have at least 10 pin tabs. Yeah, I'm not the best with tabs, but my computer can handle it. I'm still looking for that distributed uh, search engine, but I can't find much except for an article on Wikipedia. It was a good idea, though. Yeah. There's one I saw, YACY, that looked like you could do that. YACY.net. Just added the link to the show notes. It looks like it applies to your local area network. Well, when I was looking at it before, I haven't messed with it in a while, but when I was looking at it before, you can just, you can give it sites that you want to index, and then you can... Do some sort of peer peering between it, but uh, I was just trying it on one machine, so I didn't mess with the peering or anything on it. You ever try Start Page? It uses Google servers, but doesn't track you. That's my default search engine. All right, I use a uh, Circs. I quite like it. Yeah, I was. Um, I've convinced a couple other people to start using that one after I showed them direct evidence of the uh, Google bubble, and I was. It was trying to explain that to my wife one time, and she couldn't didn't quite understand it. We had a trip we were getting ready to go on where we were going to be working at a place in Florida, and she kept searching for it and couldn't find it in Google. Well, I went ahead and searched for it and looked it up and found the stuff, and I sent her a link to it. She pulled up the page. Well, then afterwards, she went to show me how she couldn't find it in Google, and she put in the same search that she did earlier, and it's now on top of her results. Just by having visited once, somehow Google made the association with her and now changed her results to show that as a top priority. It's a tractor IP. Yeah. But it sort of defeats the whole purpose of a search engine if it's only going to show you the stuff that you already know. Or lean to the stuff that you already know. That's how you get tunnel vision. Dang it, I didn't have the uh, push to talk press when I said that. Uh, with the talk about getting rid of um, uh, Google services with the next cloud, you can actually set it up so you've got document editing straight in there. And so I'm not even using Google Docs or any of that. Archer72, are you around? I am. How are you? Good. You know there's a question coming, don't you? Run! Which, which show? <laughs> Very much. That is a fantastic site that you pointed out for the Mastodon bot. I just, uh, they approved the account for HPR. It's perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Great. Now, one final thing. Minor, minor. trivia. I have a XML feed that I'd like to pump into it. Any ideas? I don't know XML. What are you trying to accomplish? Right, we've got a brand new um, Mastodon bot, and I have an XML feed uh, that posts the social that posts to social media. So I want to take that feed and post it out. So back in the day, you could use if this then that, but uh, not anymore. I don't think. Don't think it has a Mastodon plugin anyway. What what server is it's running on a Linux server, or what kind of server that you've you've got your feed on? <laughs> Uh, the feed's on a Linux server, yeah. wonder if you could do that with a Perl module. Oh, I'm sure you could. Say that three times and Dave Morris will appear. Oh, Dave does a lot of Perl? <laughs> Have you seen his handle? Perloid. I've had to get into a lot more Perl lately. Dave's your man. 
And there is a Mastodon client for um, Pearl under CPAN. Yep. How often is this XML updated? Every weekday. So just the daily feed? Yep. Fixed time? Yeah, yeah a little nice. Just one second. May have an option here. So you're only going to post the latest update from the XML? Yeah, I think I figured out how to do it. Cool. Oh, I just realized the next one's Cairo. It's actually a pretty big place. Instead of these like tiny little Russian cities that we keep getting. Are there any um like utilities that y'all use that are like pretty not well known that you know of? I'm just kind of curious about that. Autokey is the primary one I've been using. Oh. And so Autokey is that like a some sort some of Linux version of, of AutoHockey? Auto yeah, basically. And for um, Fedora, it's in the repos. I'm not sure about on Ubuntu. Let me see here. Where it comes in handy is saving a lot of different uh, phrases and commands because, like I said, I go to machines where it's often the first time that I'm visiting them. I can't have install. I can't install a lot of utilities, and I need to run a whole bunch of standard commands. Hmm. Yeah, that does sound pretty useful, actually. I always like finding like you know obscure utilities that are really helpful and not so you know useless or you know stuff that you you find like stuff that you can really use. Now another one I use a lot, and it's it's somewhat well known. Uh, I use um KeyPass XC along with Nextcloud for syncing, and there's KeyPass for Nextcloud that you can integrate in there. And then I've got a couple apps on the phone, so I've got the my password vault sync between multiple devices, but they're under devices under my control. Yeah, I do need. I that's another reason I need to set up Nextcloud so I can sync my password database between different devices. Now, I didn't use Nextcloud's password vault. I used um, KeyPassXC. Yeah, that's, yeah what that's what I would be using. But there is an add-in for Nextcloud that allows you to open KeyPass databases inside your browser. So if I am at a place where I don't even want to uh, sync my database, I can still go to my Nextcloud server and pull up my password database. That's pretty cool. Yeah, now I have to look. I really have to look into setting up Nextcloud. And if I do do it, that will be a show. If you're setting it up, need help, uh, ping me, and I'll be glad to help you out. Where um, where would I do that? I don't really know much about like the community where y'all interact. If you search for um, guest on or um, host on next on Hacker Public Radio, I'm Toejet on there, and my address is in that. Ah, perfect. Thank you. What about on Mastodon? I have not set up a Mastodon server yet, and I was looking, hoping to find somebody that might be able to help me integrate that into um the next cloud server because I saw it was in there I just have no idea how to do it I don't have a server I just um, I have somebody else's server let me check to see if I had set up Mastodon a while ago on one of the other servers I have mastodon.sdf.org or there's always no. mastodon.social yeah I don't have one set up there where um, am I looking for this I, I can't find out exactly where because I know you said like hosts or something but I can't find Toadjet. Because I feel like I'm going to lose it and never be able to find you again. Yeah, if you, if you do the search on there and search Toejet one word, um, I've got a couple of different ones that are listed. You did one on USB security. Yeah, episode 3231, the USB key. Ah, here we go, yeah, yeah. What's the number? 3231. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, I think I listened to that one. I did. I did. Yeah, that's what happened when I got bored for a few minutes. I Isn't thought I had my email in there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't hear I thought I had my email address in there. Uh, it has an email for me. Does a uh, hacker public radio? Is there like a um, like an IRC or something, or anything like that that is actually used? I guess not like something that's just there. Pound ask podcast planet. Mailing list is most common way I see things coming out. Pod- uh, sorry, I heard the mailing list. What was the other one? Podcast Planet. It was really echoey. Oddcast Planet. Thank you. Man, I'm looking at my episode history. I don't want to do what I did this last time. It was almost a two-year gap. And before that, it was over three-year, almost three-year gap. So where were you suggesting setting up a Mastodon account? Mastodon.sdf. That's my handle there. Helps if I can type. I put that in the show notes, too. So you're going to do a show on Autokey, right? I- I'll consider it. <laughs> 
I'm going through the uh, Mastodon sign-up right now. Oh, cool. Hope to see you soon. I should do that, too, I guess. If I can do one on modding a dog coat, you anybody can do one. <laughs> and that's not even tech-related. That's some more... Uh, I got it from a thrift store, and she needed a coat for the winter. You didn't tell me I was going to have to be reviewed and judged by people to join. Oh, just playing around. And which NSA watch list did this put me on? <laughs> I don't know. If you use Linux at all, you're on their watch list, I believe. <laughs> at least that's what they said last year. I've been on their watch list probably for years with several of the things I've done. Yeah. You know, when you sit down and watch the 6 o'clock news and find that you're involved in a few of the ar- top uh, articles, uh, uh, it's not a good day. Uh, that's a story. You've piqued my interest, I must say. Those are not for a public forum. <laughs> Oh no. Hi guys, thought I'd poke my nose in. Yeah. Uh, put in my u- usual cl- plugs for Mintcast and Distro Hopper's Digest. Familiar with Mintcast, but not Distro Hopper's Digest. No, neither. Well, we're there. It's, uh, our website's distrohoppersdigest.blogspot.com, and you should be able to find us on your podcatchers. We've been doing this since April of a year ago, and we just released our 18th episode. We're monthly on this one, or supposedly monthly. We only got 10 shows out in 2020, but then that was 2020. We have expanded our team from two to three, so we're probably going to be doing at least three distros per episode. And everybody is being so quiet. (laughs) Yeah, silence seems to be a bit of a common thing because it's hard to keep up conversation for, you know, 24 hours, but I'm sure we'll go on for quite a while. Well, I promised Tony Hughes I'd get in here, but apparently not soon enough. (laughs) He was in here for a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to chew on some stuff for a while and listen and maybe poke my nose in when I'm done chewing. (laughs) See you soon. What are your favorite Firefox extensions? My top one is Dark Reader. I think uBlock has to have that title. Or what? I think uBlock Origin has to have that title. Ad blocker is essential extension for everyone. Yeah, probably my favorite one is Open With. It allows you to um, detect all the other browsers on your system and all open your current page in one of the other browsers. Use Open With on mobile. Well, considering I don't use any other browsers, that wouldn't help me any. <laughs> yeah, same here. I've got certain ones at my uh, company that will not work in Firefox. One of them being the payroll system, and I definitely want access to that. True, and at least you still have a job. A lot of us don't. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've been working from home since everything's been going on. Switched to a new job right before the lockdown started, and um, my new job was working from home four days a week, and so then when the lockdown started, it was working from home all days a week. Yeah, I've got two jobs, but one of them is working for a school district, which is closed. And the other one is a company that's just barely getting started and doesn't have any money yet. They decided to work their way in from the ground up instead of come in with funding first. But if it takes off, I should be doing rather well, but I won't know when. Good luck. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got enough help from my family and community to actually set up a uh, audio studio for my stuff. Sorry if I'm listening a bit. I had all my teeth pulled a couple months ago, and I, it's easier to not even have the temporaries in. So there's no teeth here. Oh, well. Old man, you know. Thank you for posting my website, Archer. You're welcome. You don't have to be old to have your teeth removed. <laughs> my wife has dentures. It's from 35 on. Well, I just turned 68, and I got my teeth pulled just before I turned 68. But uh, the temporary dentures don't fit that well. I've been—I actually bought a Dremel tool so I could whittle them into shape. But I'm taking it a little bit at a time because I don't want to overdo it. But uh, it'll probably be another seven or eight months before I get the permanent ones. I love the idea of just using the Dremel on your teeth. Not using the Dremel on my teeth. Using the Dremel on my temporary dentures. Yeah, I know, but it just sounds funny to say. Just whittling down the rough edges so it doesn't hurt your gums. 
Well, not so much that, but uh, the lowers especially, they had sort of a flat spot in the back inside, and my tongue would catch them and flip the teeth off, and I'm trying to whittle that down to where it doesn't do that because it makes it hard to swallow when, when your tongue is being impeded by your dentures. And you now know more about it than you ever wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those filthy multi-booters. My uh, laptop has 10 distros on it. Uh, my desktop only has three because I just had to whittle it down. I had a difficulty and had to start over on it. Um, and no Windows. I have not done Windows since 2015. And I was also off Windows from about 2008 to 2012. And uh, at the time, I was only using Ubuntu. And uh, in 12.04, uh, they forced Unity on us, and it wouldn't run on my system. I think I quit Windows in 2004. Uh, I was playing with Linux one way or another since about 2002. That's about when it started. Mm -hmm. uh, I had uh, all the disks for uh, Slackware and Red Hat, but... I didn't have all the information I needed to install them, so I was too chicken to do that. I finally got Mandrake installed. Mandrake was one of my first. I never was brave enough for Slackware until a couple, three years ago, maybe. Well, I will point out very happily that Open Mandriva has finally achieved the level of perfection that Mandrake had in the old days. Uh, 4.1 is really nice. 4.0 is really nice. 3.5 was promising. Um... They're, they're in beta on 4.2 right now. But I still use Mint when I have to get everything done. I use Fedora on my laptop and Debian's on my uh, couple of Pies I have. Well, if Fedora was my preferred distribution, uh, I would load that on my system and then load everything else. But Fedora installer is not friendly to current multi-boot systems. I, I can't get through the installer without fearing that I'm going to wipe out the whole system doing it. So I have yet to actually run Fedora. Wow. Reminds me of Windows. It wiped out my the dual boot at my work. We were <laughs> using Ubuntu, and then the next update wiped it out. Mm. There were a few distro, two versions of Ubuntu that didn't pay attention to the fact that you told it to only use a part of the disk and use the whole damn thing, or you told it to stop the installation because you weren't comfortable with it and it went ahead and did it anyhow. They have gotten over that. <laughs> I've tried a little bit of everything except Fedora. The The closest I've gotten to Red Hat is Mandriva. <laughs> yeah, I've never messed with uh, Fedora. I was sad to see Savion shut down. That was a really fun project. Uh, it is getting reborn as Mochaccino OS. And Mochaccino will have two versions, one of which is based on Gentoo and one of which is LFS. And that's still an alpha or beta or something like that. All right, I have to head out. My headphones are hurting because of my glasses, so see you later. See you. Be good. Hope you can fix the glasses. <laughs> see ya. Yeah, my healthcare provider just gave me a credit card with a hundred bucks on it and said go spend something on healthcare and so I got new glasses I finally got to the point where I needed bifocals last year yeah this is fun they gave me 99 uh, they gave me a hundred dollars and said use it and uh, Stanton Optical uh, would give me two pair of transitional bifocals you know the no line ones for that for 99 bucks with no tax so I, I came out like a bandit there Oh, we don't have anything like that here. Where are you? Midwest, an uh, hour north of Chicago. Hmm, I thought Standard Optical was nationwide. Oh, it's, uh, they do have a two-pair, but uh, let me see, I can't remember. Um, it's American something. Yeah, America's Best uh, Eyewear or something like that. We've got that here, too. Yeah, that's right. But uh, they're 10 or 20 bucks more expensive than Stanton. You can get two pair of single vision lenses for fifty nine, and two pair of uh, progressive bifocals for ninety nine at Stanton. It's the lenses that get you, though. Oh, that's included. Oh wow! Yes, I have two new pair of glasses. Well, of course, you have to get a certain level of frames or less. If you want to get more premium frames, you have to pay extra for that. If you want uh, the photo gray or sun sensor or whatever they call them, transitional lenses, uh, you have to pay extra for that. I never got transitioned. I think that might drive me crazy. It's bad enough walking in and 
to the building with a mask <laughs> and a, fogging up my glasses there. They adjust very quickly. I've had them and been happy with them. But it's gotten to the point that if I'm sitting back in my car, the sun is not actually on the lenses, so I have to wear sunglasses anyhow. So I didn't get that this time. HPR Universe, how's it going? This is Case here, checking in from the Great White North. Great White North. How's everyone doing tonight? How white and how north is it? I'm fine. Uh, north, north Toronto by several hundred kilometers. That's good. And you were right, there is no standard optical in Chicago, but there are some in Wisconsin and Indiana. Well, that's not that far away from me, then. There's Madison and Milwaukee and Brookfield, Wisconsin, and Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, and Oak Creek, Wisconsin, and Mishawaka, Indiana. Milwaukee is almost two hours for me. And Peoria, Illinois. That's weird. You'd think if they had that much coverage, they'd go to Chicago. You would think so. I oh, incidentally, know where Peoria is. Yeah, they include the eye exam with that. So it's $59.95 for single vision, $99.95 for progressive uh, bifocals with that includes the eye, the, uh, eye exam. So that's really a pretty good price. Sometimes I get the glasses wrong. The last time I went there, I they had to try three or four times to get some of my glasses right, but nonetheless. <laughs> well, then you have to spend the gas if it's only if it's two hour trip to get there. Well, this time they got it right, so maybe they're getting better. It's been like six years since the first time. Fortunately, our place is only 15 minutes from us. So anyhow, I usually use Mint for work. I use Bodhi for fun. And I've got everything else just to keep my finger in the pool. I think I'm reviewing Lubuntu this time, and I was surprised at how far LXQT has come. It actually looks like a good desktop now. It always looked like it was unfinished. I still like XFCE. Right now I use i3. Well, my favorite is Moksha, which is a fork of enlightenment, and I use Mate whenever I can. Isn't Mate closer to what Windows would look like for somebody coming from there? Well, that it can be thought of as that, but you could say the same thing for Cinnamon. Basically, Mate was a fork of uh, GNOME 2, and it has been upgraded to GGK3+, and Cinnamon was a fork of GNOME 3, both of them to achieve the look of the old GNOME 2, or a more or less... Uh, Windows 7 look. I think Matea is the more stable of the two, and Martin Wimpress did a whole lot of work on that to make it that. For that matter, Aki Doherty worked on the uh, brisk menu for it, which makes it faster. The menu doesn't use as much memory as it used to. Hey, Moss. Hey, sounds like Joe. Yep, took a little nap. How's your day been? I'm pretty quiet. I wanted to thank you about talking about Xtago. Yeah. It really is quite a piece of software. Yeah, well, in case anybody doesn't know, Xtago is a um, remote desktop software. But, um, like, this last year, you know, when I, was, when I was looking into expanding its usage myself, I found out that it's also a really good screen mirroring <coughs> software. <coughs> Sorry about that. I thought I muted my mic to cough. Anyhow, I'll be right back. Or screen sharing software. I don't know about that function. I'll check into it. Let me see if I can find what it's called on next to go. Um, when you pick your desktop type connection to local desktop. But yeah. I still use x to go all the time. I pair that with M, uh, make MKV. Mm-hmm. I have a laptop isolated to do by uh, ripping my DVDs and my Blu-rays. Cool. Basically making a thin client. It just stays that way. I just keep it under my under my couch. Just keep it plugged in. Actually, don't I don't need X to go so often, but once in a while, I get a stubborn disk, and I have to do the graphical interface to get it to work right. Tala, what are you watching right now? No, Tala, Dream Team Animaniacs, Animatics. Oh, it's it sounds puerile. Name it for me one more time. Dream Team Animatics. Okay. Thank you. My daughter is weird. What genre is that? Huh? What genre is that of movie? Um, basically they're making... Come here and explain it again, because it seems a little silly. We're talking to the microphone. 
<laughs> streamers, Minecraft streamers who do stupid stuff on their streams Calm get down animated by people online who found what they were streaming about funny. Okay, you're dismissed. <laughs> thank you, little girl. Okay, thank you. Kind of like how they do with the Roblox, too. My daughter likes to watch stuff like that. You're She's a preteen. What? Well, I'm talking to my daughter again. Sorry. Now, my daughter is 16. And yours is a preteen? 13. Going on 20, she thinks. Yeah. She thinks she wants to go to art school. I think Tala still wants to do law school. No? It's changed? What is it? I-O. Okay. Down here. Get a headset and log in to mumble you don't want to join us okay there's no camera how can you be camera shy if there's no camera you talk to people all the time who says they're my friends hey wisher are you my friend moss my account is my friend okay i'm your friend joe moss is my friend yes okay i didn't know what about me well, what about you? Honky, you're usually there, but not there. So, yeah, you're my friend, too. So, yeah, it is friends at this point. <laughs> well, my wife has some crazy old-fashioned idea that I'm supposed to be spending New Year's Eve with her. So I probably won't be here that much longer. No, well, I went to a New Year's party yesterday, virtually, of course, with mm. the wife. So That had to be an interesting. It, 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 was, it was fun. It was also drunken. Yeah, I hope to get some cons so I can play some music this this uh, New Year. I usually go to a convention the first or second weekend of January in Atlanta, and that's not happening this year, but they may have it online. I am not a horrible musician, but the style I play is not that popular these days. Is it bluegrass? No, I am not. That, I, I am not from the Appalachians. I live in the Appalachians. I, okay. Grew up in Southern California. My dad was a union man, so I'm an old folky, and you better spell that with a K. Okay. So it's <laughs> folk music. Yeah. Uh, actually, more recently, filk music. Hmm. Uh, the mu- music of the science fiction fantasy community. As opposed to metal. You should play metal all the time. I can't play metal. Why not? I am not capable of playing metal. I do not think in metal. I do not feel in metal. Okay. What you gotta do is just take that song that you're playing and then just make it a little bit faster. Well, it's not just faster. You gotta bang harder, and I don't want to do that to my instruments. I bang them hard enough now, and uh, I can't play lead guitar to save my soul, and don't know anyone that does. Fortunately, my salvation is not predicated on my playing lead guitar. But we miss Greece. The country or the musical? The country in (laughs) in the new year. Mm, Because I sure don't miss John. No. <laughs> I've been watching uh, this sitcom on Netflix called Mr. Iglesias, which is Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias being a school teacher in Long Beach, California. It's basically Welcome Back Cotter, only put in Long Beach with minority kids. And Iglesias is the teacher. And it's funnier than hell, but. I've only uh, seen one or two episodes. I've seen his sitcom or his stand ups. It's pretty funny. Well, the sitcom is just as funny, and the, and the kids are all really brilliant. Uh, they got good comic timing. The script is pretty well written. Uh, I've just been rewatching all the Marvel TV shows. Mm. Well, Netflix shows. I think we watched all of those. Uh, this year, we did finish doing our revisitation of Babylon 5, although we couldn't get uh, feeds for Legend of the Rangers. I've been watching Dresden Files the show. Yeah, that was horrible. It was horrible. We watched it this year, thanks to Joe. Yeah, uh, there was uh, only it's... one one show actually took some things from the from the books, other than the characters' names and basic type. There was only one episode that really was based on one of the books, and it wasn't that good. I told you you were going to be disappointed with the Dresden Files before you started it. Yes, you did, and I was happy they did it, and I I like the actors they picked. And uh, the tone was good, but it just wasn't Dresden. Right. Yeah, they had uh, what Storm Stormwatch. They did the uh, they did most of that episode, which was somewhat close to the actual book. And yeah. And they did the um the they did the the one with the werewolves, but they did it kind of like only part of the whole story with the werewolves. Yeah. Uh, they they just rewrote the whole story. Like they can write better than Jim Butcher, apparently. 
Or right. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got this award-winning author that has sold all these millions of books, and we want to take his uh, take his books and totally butcher them and turn them into a series that kind of looks maybe like it was uh, influenced by the book. Yeah, we can write better than him anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> See, I took the show as because there's they kind of reference there being lots of you know he does takes lots of file uh, lots of cases and does lots of things in between the big times that he does in the in the books you know all the the big stories mm-hmm. in the books I I've watched it so far I've been I was extremely disappointed at first the more I've watched it the more I've kind of liked it a little bit more but you know it's still I just kind of take it as you know. Yeah, it's the okay. kind of thing where I think I'd like the TV show better if I had never read the books. Yeah, right. Well, I'm the kind of guy that likes to read aloud to people, and I've been reading them slowly to my wife. I think we're in White Knight now. Uh, I think we're like chapter five or six of White Knight. So it, we're getting through it. I, I tried to read her the, the Garrett books, and she didn't like them, and I don't know why. Maybe she will now. It's been a few years. Yeah. Well, the Garrett P.I., the early books are good, and then later on, well, it pretty much wraps up with with book eleven, and there's one or two stinkers in in before that. Yeah, but still, yeah, the first six or eight books are more more than worth reading, and I read them to several other people in the past. Um, let's see, uh, I started reading some Lord Darcy to her. There's not enough of that, damn it, because Randall Garrett came down with a uh, brain. Uh, virus that turned him into a vegetable. Um, Michael Curland wrote some in the uh, world with permission and then wrote a, two or three Lord Darcy books later that didn't sell. Mm. Well, Terry Goodkind died this last year, right? Mm. He's the guy that was writing the uh, the Sword of Truth novels. But that, that series should have been done a long time ago. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're making money, it's it's like I love Roger Zelazny's early work, but when he started writing Amber, it was so far downhill. It's like I have three Hugos and two Nebulas, and I don't have a penny to my name. I'm going to write something that will sell. Let's see. I I got up to I think book nine or ten of the Vlad Talto series. I don't know if you know that one. Don't know that one, Joe. Okay. See, th- this is the thing. We should, sometimes Joe and I turn Mintcast into a book review show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm usually reviewing the audiobook, though. Yeah. I am reading it aloud to somebody, currently my wife. Yeah. And I'm redoing um, Wheel of Time right now. I'm taking a bit more time with it. You know, I'm not playing the books slower. I'm just taking more time between playthroughs. Well, I'm sorry to hear from you that. Uh, Dresden lost some continuity in the last two books. Yeah, especially just little things in battle. Well, you'll start noticing little things in Ghost Story, and then after, what what is it? Uh, skin Game? Skin Game comes right... Or no, Cold Days. Cold Days is after Ghost Story. Yeah, I, you'll, I want to ask about one spoiler, Joe. Go ahead. At the current state in the books, has he kicked Lashiel to the curb yet? He doesn't kick Lashiel to the curb, but Lashiel does leave. Oh, okay. That's good. That's an influence that would be really hard to uh, resist for a long period of time. He does it for years. Well, as a wizard, he has a lot of years. (laughs) Yeah. I can't imagine her leaving, but uh, I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure most of the people listening have no clue what we're talking about. Yeah, they're they're busy looking up Dresden files right now. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'd probably like to hear the audiobooks because you said that Marsden did a great job on them. Yeah, James Marsters. Marsters, yeah. He does a really good job. Although people did complain um, about Marsters in Battlegrounds because. He changed some of the accents a little bit hmm. <laughs> or forgot that certain people had specific accents. That's the problem of being a live reader over a period of time, because if over a character a doesn't break. show up for three or four books, you forget what they sounded like to you. <laughs> no, it, you know, it was a fairly common character, but um, the problem was, is that there wasn't an audio book for like seven years. Have you read any Joel Rosenberg? Uh, name of the books? 
I can't remember the names of the books right now. It was basically some of the best written D&D campaign in publishing ever. And uh, let me let me open a browser. I got a browser open. Good. I'll move to that window. Um, Are you sure yeah. you're not talking about Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman? No. They basically wrote their campaigns down and turned them into what the Dragonlance novels. Joel Rosenberg, a Canadian-American science fiction and fantasy author, best known for his long-running Guardians of the Flame series. There you go. Nope, never read it. You should read that one. You'll love it. He didn't want to write it because at the time he started writing Guardians of the Flame, the the big thing was the uh, uh, Carl, what's his name? The the, the uh, Gore books. Yeah. <laughs> And he did not want to be lumped in the same category as Gore books. <laughs> ah, says his younger sister works for the Miami Herald. Stormlight Archive recently had a, a new book come out for it, or the fourth book, and it was really good. Okay, the first novel is Sleeping Dragon. A series placed a group of college students into a fantasy setting similar to a role-playing world. Through the series of ten novels, Rosenberg traced these characters, their descendants, and the changes they made to society. He showed no compunction about killing off popular characters. He also has a trilogy, Keepers of the Hidden Ways, which is similar but makes heavy use of Norse mythology. And mm. he has a third series consisting of the novels Dishai and Hour of the Octopus, both lightly humorous mysteries set in an Asian-influenced fantasy world with very strict cultural standards and etiquette. Joel Rosenberg? Oh, okay. Yes. There's another author named Joel Rosenberg, and I was looking through and trying to see where you were getting the, the that information, and Joel C. Rosenberg evidently wrote some uh, Bible prophecy? <laughs> well, this is Wikipedia. Joel underline Rosenberg underline paren science underline fiction underline author close paren. Uh, yeah, I just got there. <laughs> Died in 2011. Uh, Guardians of the Flame series. Yeah, that I have read most of the books in that, and it's excellent writing. Honky Magoo, got to cook dinner. I should hopefully be back on later. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. See ya. I probably won't be here much longer. My wife is advocating for my returning to her. Oh, uh, Honky. Yep. Are we doing a show tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. It is the first. Yep. All right, send me a message on Discord if nothing else. All right, guys. Well, it's been a horrible year. May 2021 be better. It's a low bar to meet that, you know? Right. (laughs) I actually, financially, this has been probably my best year ever, but that's because of all the COVID money I got after getting laid off from my job after getting in a car wreck. So the car wreck didn't feel good, but the money did. It was a real NASCAR moment for me, and I still am not fully recovered from it, but... We survived the year, and I don't know how. Well, the $600 stimulus checks are out. They're talking about another 1400 beyond that. And I think part of the stimulus package was for $300 biweekly? Only if you're on unemployment. Okay. And, and I'm not unemployed. I have two jobs, none of them which are, are giving me hours or money. That If they're not giving you hours or money, that still counts as... No, because I, to to get the COVID money, I have to say Work I'm unemployed okay. and uh, be applying for jobs uh, on a regular basis. You can collect while underemployed, right? Nope. Hmm. And uh, since I since I ran through my first twenty six weeks after the accident, which I should have been on uh, workers' comp, although if I were on workers' comp, I wouldn't have got the COVID money, right? <laughs> So it's, it's a big catch-22 for me. But we got through the year. Uh, if one of my new jobs comes through, I could be making buku bucks by the end of next year. But getting there is going to be painful. And I worked with this guy before, and I didn't get there before. Right. Uh, what's the two jobs? Well, the one is substitute teacher. Oh, yeah. And they did raise our uh, money from 55 a day to 65 a day. Oh, and you- so your little office space that you built, specifically for um, substitute teaching? No, the little office space that I built is specifically for Mintcast and Distro Hopper's Digest. Okay. 
It also helps me do my other job, which is that uh, they have now changed my title to founder of AWH216. There is a .com on that if you want to see it. I'm not getting paid for being founder just yet, but if the products take off, I will. AWH216.com It's an extension of the fact that I actually started and held for six years a nonprofit organization dealing directly with homeless people as a membership organization instead of throwing money at them or throwing services at them. We actually were them. Hmm. And so because of that, I'm a good front, front-facing person for the media. So he named me founder. I started out just being regional coordinator. I then they changed, I think on, on, uh, oh, whatever the heck that is, uh, uh, LinkedIn, I'm still listed um, as, well, hell, I'll open my LinkedIn, um, VP of Business Development. But uh, apparently he changed my title to founder now. And it, it's not a raise in pay. But <laughs> I'm still getting zero. Actually, I put in four hours work this, this week at 20 bucks an hour. So I'll get something. Yeah, when I have work to do, he's paying me 20 bucks an hour, which is nice. It would be nice to be working 20 or 30 hours a week at 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm going to take off for now. Uh, happy New Year, Moss. I'll see you in a, uh, well, on That's Saturday. Well, Joe. yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. Now, the rest of you, um, don't know. I I thought I p- pissed off Kay Wisher about 10 months ago or so. I <laughs> I do have a question about your substitute teaching. Yes. If Now, are all your classes virtual? I do not teach virtually. We uh, have to have school in session and a teacher not showing up for me to have work. Uh, you won't do virtual at all? They haven't trained me for virtual. They have to train you for virtual before you can do it? Yeah. Is that their requirement or your requirement? Well, actually, I'm lucky they let me in. Most of the school districts uh, make me go through a training course and testing and that I have to pay for myself. Uh, the county I'm in, however, just said, well, we, we need warm bodies. Um, well, I was a substitute teacher for a, a while. I hated it. But yeah. um, <clears throat> well, no, all I had to do I, was have X amount of college under my belt. Well, I have just barely X amount of college. I do not. If I had teaching credentials... I'd be getting paid 115 a day, but uh, I don't. I have, didn't even finish college. I should probably go back and do that. But well, you, you should apply. Degrees, yeah. You should apply with another district that allows you to do the whole um, remote learning substitute substituting, and then you know, basically, basically, when you're a substitute teacher, all they tell you to do is you know, um, keep an eye on the kids, make sure they don't kill each other. Well, most of my subbing job has actually been for an educational assistant. If I sub sub for a teacher, I'm basically just a babysitter. We sit there and yep. they're working on their Chromebooks, and I'm just I just take my laptop in and play on mine. But um, when I get filled in as, a, as an educational assistant, uh, I've so far only worked in kindergarten classes, and we have two great kindergarten teachers at the Washburn School, and I love working with both of them. And I basically do the stuff that they're too damn busy to do and that's fine because i understand what it is they give me a task to do i do the task there's i'm not required to actually work with the kids the the kids seem to have attached to me rather quickly uh in fact uh the one kindergarten teacher i've worked with the most her daughter is in the other kindergarten class and every day i have gone into work at that school her daughter has come up and given me a big hug Mm. not knowing me from adam it's just yeah, you know, when when you get that much trust from a little kid, you feel good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's been that's what I want to do. I want to be filling in for those educational assistants, so I'm not really uh, responsible for the class, but I'm helping out. Anyhow, I'm going to take off. Like I said, um, everyone have a good year. I, I hope uh, nothing happens that changes the election results. Uh, I hope we do not turn into a third world banana republic because. You could get the courts or the or Congress or somebody to go along with making him a dictator, but yeah, there shouldn't there shouldn't be anything more he can do. Well, there's still stuff going on. 
They are going to object to the Electoral College. Theoretically, all they can do is object, object and have a recount. But okay. there, is al- there is already a court document where they're trying to give Pence more power to actually overturn the result. Yeah, well, even if you ignored the Electoral College, he still lost. Yeah, I know. Seven million votes is enough. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, he still he doesn't want to go down as a loser. And I think he just needs to get over that shit because he already lost. Now, I figured with the whole um, bumping the stimulus package from $600 to $2,000, that was his bid to come back in four years and try again. Yeah, well, I really, really, really hope that doesn't happen. But it probably won't be running against Biden if he does. True. Okay, people. Well, I'm sure there are some people that don't agree with my politics that are listening in right now. I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't agree with my politics, but uh, uh, I, I'm still least... trying to get Owen to take that one bit of my uh, what I said on the last show out before it goes out. Uh, <laughs> uh, almost, almost half of America would disagree with us. <laughs> almost uh, about seven million short of half of America. <laughs> seven seven million short of half of the voting populace of america uh, true true <laughs> but you know um that's more than double the ad, the normal uh, turnout for a presidential election yeah i know it's a bitch that uh trump got that many votes but it's great you don't come in here no i'm sorry i have a cat that's not that's violating my boundaries yeah okay anyhow i better go yeah um i'll I, quit I, dra- dragging you back into the conversation <laughs> I did. I did further flesh out my ideas in the in our Discord group, but only for the team. Okay. Okay. I did read some of that. Yeah. All right, All right. guys. Have fun. Thank you. Bye. Later. Hey, how's, hey, how's everybody doing? doing? All right. Hey, got an HPR question. How the heck do you edit your correspondent page? That beats me. I found the page, but I can't find any way to edit it. I think I was bumped out there for a minute. Correspondent page looks generated. Yeah, I remember many, many years ago putting information in for it, but it's like, hmm, is there any way to update it? Am I off, or has everybody gotten quiet? Everybody's gotten quiet. Oh, okay. Hey, Joe, I wanted to uh, say hello. I've spoken to just about everybody else on the uh, Tilts team there. Uh, you're the only one I haven't actually met in person, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was getting a weird echo. It's because I had a different web page open. Yeah, sorry. Huh? So did you want yeah, to you ask have... me something? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, I've met everybody else on the Tilts team. You're the only one I haven't actually met in person, either at a conference or uh, at the uh, long-lamented uh, Lehigh Valley Linux users group. Year uh, ago. Okay. No, I mean, the only thing I did was not this year's, of course, but um, last year's Texas Linux Fest. Gotcha. I don't yeah, get I haven't out. been to that one. I've gotten to, you know, I go to Ohio and I usually go to Libra Planet. I've actually been to Scale once and Kansas Linux Fest, but never been down to Texas yet. So yeah, well, Mordency came out there and I got to hang out with him for a while. Oh, I've talked to him plenty of times at Ohio. So yeah, um, and fifty one fifty. Yes, I actually before uh, he passed away. Right before he passed away. Yeah, I had, you know, met him at some of the other ones, either Southeast Linux Fest or Ohio. And I actually, uh, you know, we uh, hung out a bit at Kansas Linux Fest because that was more in his neighborhood. And yeah, it was sad to hear that he'd passed. He was a he was a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Super nice. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to stay on long. Actually, my uh, I couldn't get the mumble client on uh, Linux to work. I'm actually on my phone, which is uh, less convenient. Yeah. But I wanted to. Uh, Certificate wanted- issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't use the uh, the certificates on the desktop client. Um, I wanted to blow my own horn a little bit. I actually uh, took the RHCE test this afternoon and squeaked out a pass. So, RHEC Red Hat Enterprise. Uh, RHCE Red Hat Certified Engineer. Oh, awesome! Of course, that's abuse of the engineer term, but I'll take it for this one. So, cool! Congratulations on that. It's tough. I've been studying for a while, and it's uh, brutally hard, and I thought for sure I failed it because I ran out of time to do stuff. So, But apparently, I did just enough. All right. Well, it was uh, good to say hi, Joe, and uh, 
I think I'm going to get off because uh, this phone client seems a little suboptimal here, and I have. Uh, oh, uh, um, if you want the desktop version to work, uh, the easy way, install the flat pack. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Um, I may play with that in the future. I don't know if I'm going to do that tonight. I've been studying for weeks, and my uh, fiance would like to see me for some of this time. So I think I'm going to get off of this and uh, take a break for the rest of the year. Yeah, take yes for the rest of the year. I'm taking off. That's what I'm planning on doing. So, uh, but uh, I'll be listening to you guys and uh, listening to the podcast at least uh, to some degree. So, uh, and I'll just say to the whole audience, Happy New Year! Thanks. Happy New Year. Bye, Kai. You were on this show last year, too. You were on the show, I think it was the year before. And Kai was on last year. He, he's been on most of them. JoJo's been on most of my shows. Yeah, something like that. And then Kai, last year, you admitted how short you were. I, I'm, I could play it back for the show. I have the equipment for it here. Make a soundboard real quick. Here, Kai, I thought you wanted to come on again and deny being short. Kai, come here, come here, come here, come here. You got to come closer to the mic and say it again. I am not short. She's short. I, I'm so going to cut that into little pieces and make it say the right thing. That's like seriously five minutes worth of audio work. Granny, uh, They're not short. Both their feet reach the ground. <laughs> yeah. Of what species? Guys, if you are going to have that argument, you should really get on the podcast. Why not? Well, yeah. But get your nose out of my ass and then get on the podcast and say that. So did anybody see the announcement hey, hey. that SolarWinds hackers viewed Microsoft source code? Just posted the link in the chat. Link in the chat for... Oh, yeah. Um, I read about the SolarWinds hack, just not the viewing Microsoft code. Yeah, apparently I just saw it in several of my news feeds. It came out in the last half hour or so. Somebody ought to add a note. They read the Microsoft source code and decided to give up computers. Right. Out of curiosity, anybody know how long Mastodon um, verification takes, usually? It's just about a minute till Berlin's New Year. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year, Berlin. Yeah! Who was that? I didn't see whose light went on. So England is next, huh? I think so. I have to step off. I would need to find off somebody who's open to, for dinner. <laughs> we don't have anything for dinner. Got leftovers in the fridge, but by the time you get here, it'd be too late. Right. And half the places are closed due to COVID because they don't have indoor dining. For uh, Christmas Eve, I wanted to pick up dinner for the family. Went out to an Arby's nearby. Now, what is Arby's known for but meat? And I went to Arby's and they had no meat. <laughs> It's like, why are they even open if they have no meat? Curly, curly fries. fries. Yeah, you gotta have curly fries, mocha shake, and a roast beef together. Now I want a mocha shake. Back in a bit. I wonder if Sonic's still open. Hey Joe, quick question. Do you want to do it over here, then? They can hear you. Yes. You can't hear that. <laughs> oh, we could put it on the stream. Hold on. Testing, testing, one, two, three. So, happy new year! Happy new year. It's like it's it's like half an hour too late for us. It's 2021. It's fucking happy awesome. New year. Please turn that off. The echo is uh, terrible. Happy new year, everybody! Yeah. Um. Listen to my Halloween special. It's not Halloween, but it it wasn't Halloween when it went out. So listen to it. It's interesting. Vampires versus. Lich. And if you listen to the episode, there is only one conclusion you can draw, and that is liches are better. Uh, some people disagree. Some people say some people are morons. Because what disagree. sort of beast do you have that has to ask permission <laughs> in order to kill you? But so how fair they could be bandits. Twelve I, hours the, of the day. It's just if you stay inside. I had an argument with him about day. this before uh, he did the show. Mm-hmm. She did not have a clue. I was not informed on all the information. I did inform show, everyone basically. who listened. To, everyone who listened to the show would be informed about the information because that's the entire th- premise of it. It's, it's what it's that. That's what the whole point of the show. I definitely yeah. lost yeah. that argument. 
Yeah, but it I makes no sense. It makes sense. Vampires make no sense. They have the to ask for permission have to come a, in. E- the vampires are even less powerful if you look at the mm-hmm. at the like uh, at the challenge rating. It's like fifteen in the best case, thirteen in the worst case. When you can test with twenty one and twenty two, that's that's higher than any mortal human can be at its pinnacle. Pinnacle. Okay, so yeah. wish everybody happy new year. Happy happy, happy half an hour delayed new year for the people in the Netherlands. We had to go out and look at all the fireworks that there wasn't because because it was banned. It was banned. But there's still fireworks. Yes, and some of the fireworks are even bigger than normal because they yes. have to buy them illegally. For there's Poland. less fireworks, but there's more. There, it's more concentrated. It's the same amount. Nah, nah there was definitely tiniest. the days leading up to New Year. There, there was, was definitely, definitely less. a lot less. Yeah. There wasn't anything like which was actually good. Which was fine by me. I still got the sensation of being able to die any moment when you're stepping outside of your home. Do you like that? I like that. Oh. I'm weird in that way. You have really different things. Although apparently, of what we like. you know the delivery bike guys. Yeah. They're the delivery bike guys weren't working on New Year's because apparently the fire fireworks at them as they go past. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, no, that would that make sense. That does not surprise no, me. That, that does not surprise me. me. No, it would make sense. Anyway. Like, they're shooting cannonballs instead of uh, fireworks. People have tried. They have failed, but they have tried. So, 2021 so far, nobody's got COVID, nobody's sick, nobody's died. We're all doing awesome, so come join us. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'll drop Let's in later. Let's hope it's not Bye. a 2020. Do you want to say hello? Hello! There's nobody Is on it? anyway. Oh, it's <laughs> completely silent. Like, it's like a, a podcast, we're going to be listening like, to I ourselves. Put on the headphones, and, yeah. and I didn't hear anything. And then suddenly, one guy, just when I t- took off the headphones, I heard someone. And then I didn't hear anyone for like a minute. On, uh, so no one else heard him. I didn't hear what he asked. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to restart the streams and yeah. then uh, stream recordings yeah. even uh, and go to bed <laughs> and come I'm back tomorrow. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I'm well, sleeping. you can come out here and play Minecraft <laughs> and listen to me. I can talk you to can people. I can chat, can chat about D&D, about D&D, the, whole D&D night. the whole night. I kiss. I kiss. Happy, happy New Year, everyone across the pond from Canada over here. This is Case. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year from 2021. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.